Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I am Lizette Alloway and this is Hey Ma, You Can't Do It All. In today's episode, we are going to do a deep dive into postpartum depression. This is something that I personally experienced and I just want to share my story and give you guys insight and spread awareness to it. I think this is something that definitely isn't spoken about enough. So in order to share my story about postpartum depression, I want to give you guys a little bit of insight into what it actually is. Now, I'm not telling this story to scare any expecting moms, people who want to be moms. Um, I just, you know, every story looks different and everybody experiences this differently, but Again, like I said at the beginning, this is just something I want to bring awareness to. It was something that never even crossed my mind when I was pregnant. Um, So when it happened, it was kind of just like, holy shit, what is this? So postpartum depression is a drop in the hormones after a woman gives birth. Um, It is something that can affect a woman between six weeks to six months after birth. It affects typically six to 20% of women. So for me, I knew something was off, you know, the moment I left the hospital. But something that is more common and affects four and five women is the baby blues. So kind of knowing the difference between baby blues and postpartum depression. Now, baby blues is something, you know, you're experiencing this drastic change in your life. Um, you, you're trying to create this new routine. You feel a little bit irritable. You can kind of cry for no reason. Same things happen in postpartum depression. It's just the symptoms are a little bit more severe, um, along with feeling like detachment from not only yourself, but from your baby as well. So for me, um, you know, we're in the hospital. We gave birth to Lincoln. It was during um, 2021. So at this time, we weren't allowed any visitors yet. So aside from it just being Brendan, myself and Lincoln, you're still being visited constantly by nurses and doctors. You're being checked on every few hours. So we never really felt alone, just the three of us, because like I said, people are constantly coming in. So the moment they said like, okay, you guys have been discharged, you're ready to go home. I had this like huge overwhelming sensation of just like, holy crap, it's really just the three of us now. So on the car ride home, I just got this feeling of like an overwhelming sense of sadness The moment we walked through the door, my mom was home, you know, she's welcoming us. This is, you know, the second time she's seeing her grandson. She was actually able to be with us right after I gave birth to Lincoln, which was super, super exciting. And I'm thankful to the hospital for letting us do that. But we walked through the, through the front door and I just immediately start crying and Obviously, my mom and Brendan are reassuring me, you know, it's typical, this this is common, you could be experiencing the baby blues, and I was like, okay, like, it is what it is. Um, but the feeling just never quite went away, and not only did it not go away, it grew bigger. Now, obviously, we have our newborn child at home. People are eager to visit, they're coming over, people are bringing us food, so we're constantly seeing and talking to people, you know, I'm receiving messages and 
I got this very overwhelming sense that I didn't want to be alone and what that kind of looked like for me and how I knew that something was a little bit more severe and what I was experiencing was that I couldn't even do little things by myself. Um, I couldn't shower alone. I didn't want to be alone with Lincoln. So like I explained at the beginning, that's the detachment part. I felt like I wasn't good enough to be a mom. I was just overwhelmingly full with doubt. So I obviously talked about it with Brendan and my mom and they were like, it's okay, it's okay. Just keep talking about it, keep talking about it. And I was just like, I I don't feel right. I don't feel right at all. So obviously um, what we knew that I needed to do was I needed to make a doctor's appointment, which I did. And thankfully I got, I think 10 days after Lincoln was born. And what they do for moms after you give birth is they give you a survey which is called EPDS. It is the Edinburgh Postnatal Depression Scale. Um, It's, I think, like 10, 15 questions. Now, when I took that, I failed everything. So essentially, I'm clinically depressed. Um, The doctor came and spoke with me, and she was asking how I was feeling. And obviously, the The biggest concern was that I wasn't having thoughts of harming myself or the baby, which thankfully it never got to that. But like I said, the severity of how I was feeling was evolving every day. So I went from not wanting to be alone to not wanting to be alone with Lincoln to having my doubts of being a mom, all of that. And it was just getting worse and worse. And At that same time, like I'm losing the motivation to even get out of bed and get ready. So we knew we needed to have a action plan set into place. The first thing was, you know, um, prescribing me a low dosage of antidepressant because at this stage, my worry was consuming me where I couldn't sleep. I wasn't able to sleep because I was worried Lincoln was going to stop breathing. I was worried that I wasn't going to hear him. It was to the point where my mom even had to take Lincoln out of our room. And I'm not laughing because it's just looking back at it. It's just like a whirlwind of like events that happen in such a short period of time. I think I got all this happened where I went to the doctor, like I said, 10 days after giving birth to Lincoln. My first appointment with the therapist was scheduled, I think, um one month after Lincoln was born. So again, the statistics say you can experience postpartum anywhere from six weeks to six months after having a child. For me, it was bam right away. Now, um, my first session with my therapist was just kind of like going over what I was feeling, what I was experiencing. Obviously, during this time, you know, we got pregnant in 2020 when the world was shut down. So like I had said in our first episode, I lost my job. The fact that I lost my job and then I got pregnant, the therapist actually gave me some really good insight into what I was experiencing personally um, right before I got pregnant with Lincoln. So since everything happened so quickly, I never really got to 
essentially mourn the loss of me losing my job. It was one drastic change to another drastic change. So when I came home and I was now a first-time mother, I didn't really have time to understand that I wasn't going back to a career or a job. So all those little things are just, you know, going on in my mind. And I wasn't able to fully process that. So my therapist was asking me, you know, have you thought about, you know, what this is going to look like for you in the future? Do you have plans to go back to work? Do you have thoughts of just wanting to be a stay-at-home mom? Um, And he was just saying all these things for me as a kind of guide to set goals for myself. So when I was feeling so worthless and like basically I just had no motivation for anything. The first baby step into overcoming something like this is setting the goals for yourself. Obviously, the most obvious thing is being a mom and being present. But I think what a lot of people lose sight of is in order to be an amazing mom, you need to be able to put yourself first. So the first hurdle that I needed to get over was putting myself first and to accepting the fact that I was okay and it's okay to be sad. So accepting all these things and creating this action plan for myself, um, aside from all these feelings that I felt mentally within myself, I was also physically wearing myself out. I constantly wanted to feel busy. So I had this like crazy, crazy obsession with cleaning. I mean, you can ask my husband, there was not like a speck of dirt anywhere in our house. The laundry was always clean. The bottles were always washed. Like everything was spick and span. All the while, I am trying to take care of my newborn child. And one of the things that most people know that when you become a mom you're supposed to be taking it super easy. You're supposed to be really taking it in that you are transitioning into this new state. You're, you know, trying to create all these memories and take everything in with your newborn child, which this was something that I was completely unaware of that I wasn't really even doing. Now looking back on it, I'm like, holy crap. Like I essentially feel like I missed the first four months of Lincoln's life. And this was obviously something that I really, really needed to mellow down on. And again, with everything within postpartum depression and overcoming it, you can't expect it to just change in the blink of an eye. Everything requires little baby steps and set little goals for yourself. So that was the main, main thing between me, myself, my husband, my mom, my therapist. Let's get Lizette on this mini goal action plan. So again, it was just a lot of little things that it was like, maybe you leave a few bottles in the in the sink to just be there. You don't have to wash them all the time. Maybe let laundry pile up a little bit. Now, although I'm experiencing all this mental and emotional stress 
the one thing that was a little bit crazy, but I think gave me that one ounce of hope was that I physically felt good. If that makes it, it, this probably doesn't make sense, but bear with me. When I came home from the hospital, I weighed less than I did from when I went to my first prenatal appointment, which is crazy. So even though I'm feeling like shit, I feel crazy. I'm sad all the time. I am putting on clothes that didn't fit me nine months prior. So again, one of the things that I struggled with was I didn't want to be alone, right? So I'm going out to dinner, seeing my friends or getting this me time and I'm putting on clothes and I remember being like, holy crap, like look good, feel good, right? And I felt great. I'm like, kudos, like these pants that didn't fit me for nine months, I'm wearing them and I feel great, right? Go out, have the time of my life. And then all of a sudden, here comes that thunderstorm. The self-doubt consumes me. I am now crying that I'm not good enough to be a mom. I am crying that I left my child and I'm sad because even though I'm feeling all this, like I want to have a good time. I want to be able to be okay with giving myself that me time and that break. So this essentially ended up becoming this like routine for us. It was Lizette is fine when people are around. Lizette doesn't want to be alone and that's okay. Lizette needs some time to herself. Let's take her away from Lincoln. Lizette's freaking out because she's away from Lincoln. Let's bring her home. Lizette has doubt because she doesn't feel like herself. It was this like constant, I have no better way to say it than this like thunderstorm of sadness. So one of the things that my therapist had said to me, and this has stuck with me since he said it to me, is when I would go out and I was doing my me time, he said, now Lizette, are you going out and leaving your child for 24 hours with strangers? And I'm like, no. Are you going out for 24 hours and acting like this crazy person, you know, just live in La Vida Loca? And I'm like, no. Lizette, do you know that your child is safe and he is being well taken care of? And I'm like, yes. Then you are not doing anything wrong. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, that is true. So even to this day, when I'm having my crazy moments where I'm sprouting 15 new gray hairs, I really reel it back and I think to myself, okay, the house isn't on fire. Lincoln's not being left in a car unattended. You know, things are fine. Everything will be okay. So I think a lot of times, not only as moms, but I think just women in general, when it comes to pregnancy or women giving birth and becoming first-time moms, we are kind of like expected to have this golden shield where you're just supposed to be this superwoman that we are just enabled to just sort of power through it all and for me this was the vo- the most vulnerable that i ever felt 
And I felt that I needed to speak about it and shed light into it. Now, this is why, again, I want to spread awareness to this because as moms out there, we need to be able to speak on how we're feeling because if we aren't and we don't do it, you will physically and mentally deteriorate yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest things and one of my biggest accomplishments is accepting that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not have to do it all. It's okay to seek out help. It's okay to talk about it. And most importantly, to put yourself first. And to close out this episode, obviously this was one of the most challenging things mixed with the biggest blessings that have ever happened to me in my entire life. So if you were to ask me, would I do this all over again if it meant that I had another say 99.9% chance I would be diagnosed with postpartum depression again, I would say, hell yes, PD, bring it on. There is nothing I can't overcome. And there is nothing that will stand in my way of doing one of the biggest, amazing things that you can ever do in life. And that's becoming a mom, having a child and creating a family. Thank you for tuning in to this episode about postpartum depression and stay tuned for our next episode, which will be about living clutter free and being intentional with your home organization. Again, I'm Lizette Alloway and this is Hey Ma, You Can't Do It All.